you can agree to disagree on the small stuff, but everyone needs to work together and contribute to the strategy and direction and, and then get on that page, agree it and get on with delivering it. And then do that in a respectful and collaborative way. From Positive Momentum, this is Meet the CEO, a show that takes you behind the scenes of the working lives of people who've reached what some might call the pinnacle of the career ladder. I'm Sarah Beauvalet, a partner at Positive Momentum, and on today's show, we meet Tara Waite, CEO of the largest specialist finance company in the UK. A business who you are unlikely to know, but whose services you may well have used. Through close relationships with almost 3,000 partners, Premium Credit uses leading technology to provide convenient and seamless access to finance for over 2 million personal and commercial customers as they spread the cost of insurance premiums, school and membership fees, season tickets, and much more. Tara actually started out life as a scientist and brings a lot of the discipline she learned there into the business world. She joined Premium Credit in June 2019 after four pretty exciting years at Wonga. And previously, she did a nine-year stint at the insurance business RSA, where she took on the CE role of their Latvian business. Definitely a lady that likes a challenge. I've had the good fortune of working with Premium Credit over a period of several years, and I'm delighted to have witnessed the significant impact Tara has had on the business since she joined. Why did you become a CEO, Tara? Well, I guess I, I got to see the job up close relatively early in my career working at, at RSA Insurance Group. And to me, it, it seemed fascinating. There was no one subject matter specialism sitting behind the role. And at that time, you would be coming up through a, a, a version of a subject matter specialism. Everyone did. But this seemed more broad. And it was kind of everywhere. It was everything. It required coordination skills, organization skills in order to lead an organization and its people to, to an outcome. So it seemed like a massive juggling act to me. No two days looking the same, constantly changing dynamics. And, and these, these are things that I love. I, I did start my career as a management consultant. I was delivering large scale change programs for clients. So I loved you know, complicated things and, and organizing us to get them done. So if I'd spent many years finessing that skill set, then I started to see, wow, there's a, there's a link between what I do and what I've seen a CEO doing. It wasn't a natural link at the time. It certainly wasn't a natural career path, but it just started to feel like the perfect job for me. Um, as I say, I had a chance to see it up close. So and I think that was pretty critical. Yeah. So a lover of change, Tara, and, you know, and, and certainly a CE role these days in particular, very much uh, orientated around change, in fact, constant change. So we get it. Thank you. It's been a particularly busy last, what, 17, 18 months for all CEOs. And, and we're, we're all very interested to know how our CEOs are managing to maintain some kind of balance in the midst of this. So, so what, Tara, would you say is the part of your day that is sacrosanct? that you preserve at all costs? I think I think about that in a couple of different ways. So I, I suppose personally, I preserve the early morning to start my day well <laughs> for me. And that means with some exercise and some time to go through my emails that I didn't get through the night before, start the day organized, do any prep that I need to do, read papers, 
And so that time in the morning is critical. I try not to start the flow of the business too early in the day so that myself and others can have that time. But I also think about sacrosanct time as well and in how then I do lead the business. So at the beginning and end of each week, for example, I have a dedicated check-in meeting with my direct team and we we talk about what we're, each other is doing. We understand any kind of interdependencies or, 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 or needs. And, and we critically, we check in on, are we delivering against the plan? Are there any issues we need to deal with? And, and that time is absolutely critical. So that doesn't move. And, and then the last part of how I think about that is I schedule my time, my one-to-ones with my team, with key stakeholders. They're in the diary and they don't get moved. And I think it feels like if I start my own day well, keep my team meetings in check, we seem to get the job done. And, and those are the things that are really the backbone of, of sacrosanct uh, activity, I think. Okay, really interesting. So sacrosanct for you is is maintaining a very clear control over, you know, both the time that you give to yourself to be able to absorb the important things first thing in the morning, but also ensuring that that the important interactions within your exec team are maintained come what may uh, and with your key stakeholders. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much for that. On to our next question. I mean, from a, a Latvian business into Wonga, you'll have seen your share of challenges, Tara. What would you say has been the most challenging event or, or situation that you've encountered as a CEO? And, and importantly, what did you learn from it? I think, you know, there's no doubt about it. I, I had to close a business, um, selling all certain parts of it, fully closing down the parts that couldn't be saved. And you stand in front of your people to communicate that message. And it feels like you're letting everyone down, um, you know, not being able to figure out the answer that that has a significant knock on impact on everyone that you're speaking to um, who, who trusted your leadership. So that was definitely the hardest, the hardest event. Um, what I learned was that no matter how tough the circumstances, it's still your job to get that job done <laughs> in the best way you can for customers and colleagues. So you know, the, the job of closing the business is the job and you have to manage it and coordinate it and organize it no matter how difficult the situation. And so I think, you know, the big learning from that was you just, you keep you keep bugging on. <laughs> um, and the other thing was you, you communicate through times like that regularly, honestly, with a good dose of, of humble pie, then that's the only authentic way you can do it and look people in the eye and, and move on. And I think those are the things that I learned. Yeah, very interesting. You know, the communication of uh, you know, ultimately the, the most difficult information possible, which is the closure of a business, clearly must be an experience that would have been a real learn for anyone. And it's very interesting to hear you say, you know, fundamentally, it's about ownership. You know, it's your job to do it. And it's your job to do it in as honest a way as possible and as authentic a way as possible. Um, so very helpful advice. Thank you. Moving on to our next question, uh, you know, I, I'm conscious that you focused very closely um, when you arrived at Premium Credit on developing, you know, a, a best-in-class executive team, uh, and we're always interested to know what our CEOs are looking for in their execs. What would you say is the secret to an effective executive team? So I think, in short, an effective team is one that's on the same page. You can agree to disagree on the small stuff, but everyone needs to work together and contribute to the strategy and direction and, and then get on that page, agree it and get on with delivering it. And then do that in a respectful and collaborative way. 
you've got to assume good intent from your colleagues and, and approach your job with them with, with goodwill. And if you can't do that, I do say to people, if you can't sign up to that with this team, then you're in the wrong job, in the wrong company. And that's even if, if your point of view turns out to be right on a point of disagreement, you've got to understand that it's just as important to get into that mode because I think an effective team gets the job done more quickly and more successfully because they trust one another and they want to be successful together uh, and they don't spend time arguing the small stuff. I, I think that's absolutely the secret to an effective team. So, so from a constructive challenge to get to the right place, but into a, you know, if you've signed up, then you're on this journey with this uh, position to ensure that your exec team are all fully aligned. Absolutely. And there will be points of disagreement and it's how you work through them and, and how you listen to one another. And, and if you shift, if you need to shift course, you do it because you've, you've understood that you need to do it, but it's not a point of disagreement. I think uh, spending time on, on disagreements is probably one of the most damaging things that teams can do. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic to hear. Uh, of course, we know that from many other CEOs and probably some of, of, of the uh, approach that you're taking and that you're sharing with us today, Tara, comes from that, that, that you will have had significant people in your professional life who have, to some extent, helped you become the CEO that you are today. Um, who would you say has most influenced you in the way that you lead? So I think I think one of the things that influences the way I lead is, is, is my background. So I... My background as a scientist, I think, has influenced the way I approach leadership. So being structured, gathering data, leading the team through gathering and structuring data, reviewing it regularly, taking action on it. I think that has been a heavy background influence. But from an individual perspective, I, I worked at RSA in the chief of staff role for the group CEO at the time. And, and I think what he believed, as, as I absolutely do, is is get the top team right, set up clear responsibilities for them, uh, responsibilities, accountabilities, roles, and, and get the best people into those jobs. And, and then in the way in which you work together, you hold each other to account on delivery in a very collaborative, very structured way. I think it just really worked. It was a really motivating environment to work in. And I think that philosophy that I learned from him was very, you know, very, very instrumental in how I thought about leadership. Wise words indeed, and of course, of course, Tara, backed up by your your scientific approach to to getting stuff done. Thank you. Of course, the the best businesses in, um, that we work with at Positive Momentum never never stand still, as indeed the world around us uh, doesn't. What would you say now uh, is the biggest challenge on the horizon for you? I think, like many businesses, we absolutely rely on our digital capabilities and keeping at the forefront of digital capability is the big challenge for many, many, if not most businesses today. And for us, that's that's absolutely heart and, and front and center of, of where we're pointing ourselves at and what we're doing. So it's 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 kind of what we do, but we've got to continue to be really good at it. And we've got to keep up to speed and abreast with changes um, in, in the digital world so that we can integrate with customers and partners successfully. Um, so that's Probably an answer that you would get from many CEOs, I think, um, at, at, in, during this time. But I think for us specifically, um, we're a company that's owned by a private equity company. And so at some time in the future, we will enter a sale process and ultimately we will enter new ownership. That's going to be a really big change for me and my executive team down the line. And I think one of the things we reflect on a lot is 
how do we make that as smooth as it can be for our customers, our partners, and importantly, our colleagues, because we need it not to affect them. <laughs> we need it to be in the background for them. So it's not an easy task, but it is a very important part of the job when you choose to work in um, the private owned sector as I do. And um, it's, it's a big part of, of how we think about our job in, in the coming years. Very interesting. Interesting to point to, you know, the culture of ultimate ownership, which which actually is something which, particularly with private equity ownership, is often overlooked, that there is effectively a stakeholder, a key stakeholder in the background that can fundamentally influence the culture of an organisation and how you're preparing for that in advance of a potential change of ownership is a, is a really interesting point. So thank you. Very, very well made and useful point, I think, for, for many people listening. So lastly, do you have three quick pieces of advice that you would give to anyone who is aspiring to become a, a CEO? Yes. Okay. So I think, I think first and foremost, and I would say this of any job, is understand what the job really is. Lots of people focus on job titles and, and why wouldn't they? If it, it's a sign of progression if you can aspire to a great job title. But I would say this job more than any, you should understand what the job really is because most people don't actually know it intimately. So if you have the opportunity, I would try and see the job up close if you can. Uh, I mentioned earlier on that I was lucky enough to do that. I worked in a company where they had this chief of staff role where you work very closely with a successful CEO. And so many of the people who do that chief of staff role actually go on to do other things. They decide the CEO is not for them. Um, but they always value the experience because it is a great kind of broad, varied experience. If you do choose to be a CEO afterwards, you know what you're getting into. And, and chances are you've also critically learned from your boss how to get started in day one. So I think it's, it's a really great way of understanding the role, but also a path to the role if you can demonstrate that you do that job well. I think secondly, it's a varied job and you need to get comfortable with the fact if you've got it in your sights and you want to be one, you're not going to like some parts of the job. Of, of all jobs, it's a job where you cannot control that. You're doing so many different things. So be clear with yourself what elements you might not like so much and what proportion of the job they are and how you're going to manage that and how you're going to feel good about that. <laughs> I think that's the difference between being a, a hugely satisfied CEO or maybe a less satisfied one is make sure you know how to handle the bits that you don't like. And then I think probably the last thing I think is if you decide to do this job, then you have to do it as you. There's probably a huge pressure with people coming into this role to be a certain kind of person because people have an idea of what the most inspiring CEO they've ever seen looks like. <laughs> um, and the problem is you are who you are. And if you are, for example, a more introverted style uh, of person, then you can't be a visionary CEO setting the world on fire and, and motivating people with a single speech. So you've got to understand and trust yourself and know that you can earn the confidence and trust of your board, your people, your customers in your own way. It doesn't mean you don't do speeches and get better at them, but you're going to be your own authentic self and, and you'll find your way. But I think knowing that before you start is, is super, super important. Brilliant words of advice, which all speak to, firstly, uh, you know, challenging your own perceptions of what a CEO role is by ensuring you really understand what this CEO role is. And they are so different depending on the business's challenges and situations. And I love the point about being kind of authentically you. I know it's a word that can be a bit over used right now but in an environment where we have to be so many different things to 
so many different people, the only way that you can effectively maintain any sense of real impact is by being actually who you really are, rather than trying to be a poor version of someone else. So I, I love those words of advice. Thank you so much, Tara. And thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I wish you and the rest of your executive team at Premium Credit all the very best and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. My goodness, from science into business, Tara really brings her disciplines around data validation and implementation into the world of business. She shares with us how an attraction to juggling a wide spectrum of subject matters and helping a team to move forwards led her into the CE role in the first place. She also talks through with us her learnings from one of the toughest challenges a CEO can possibly face, that of closing a business down. And finally, great words of advice to aspiring CEOs about really understanding the role which you're taking up and also bringing the authentic you to it, which includes, of course, understanding your own limitations. A fabulous podcast. Thank you so much again to Tara Waite. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please do hit the subscribe button and we look forward to welcoming you to the very next edition of Meet the CEO.